0: A podcast about the CW's Riverdale that's celebrating a spooky holiday at absolutely the wrong time. (laughs) I'm Alex.
1: When you dwell in darkness and want to have the romantic hookup of your dreams, why not pop down to a crime scene and hook up a little bit? That'll be a great memory to talk about at the eventual wedding. I'm Justin. Is it Halloween
0: 11 or Halloween 2? I'm Pete. <laughs> this is really, really throwing me at the top here that you're doing this bit now, but I love it. I love it, Pete. We're going to be talking about Riverdale Season 7, Episode Either 2 or 11. I'm not 100% sure. Chapter 128, Halloween 2. I think we're going to say that. Oh, two. I thought maybe it was that Halloween I 11. I think it's 2. Because it's, it's not 7-11. It's are 11, 11-up. 11 mm-hmm. No, uh, no, it's Roman numerals. Just how this show is roaming all over the place. This episode with multiple plot lines. Now let's set them up with the recap. The basic things that you need to know is Ethel's parents were murdered. She said it was by a milkman. Jughead has discovered that his mentor Brad Rayberry also may have been killed by a milkman in the previous episode. So perhaps there is a murderous milkman uh, running rampant in Riverdale in the 1950s. Also, Ethel is awful sweet on Jughead, but Jughead is not picking up what she dropping down so that's kind of what you need to know about that storyline meanwhile betty and archie have struck up a pretty strong flirtation that's been building over the course of the episodes but yeah. there is a little thing in the middle uh, now called reggie named a little, reggie mantle. Mantle. little reggie mantle now this 1950 Reggie mantle is less of a mean jerk who beats up people up and is a dumb brute instead he's a earnest basketball smoke part. show He's a straight up smoke show. Just wants to say to himself. And last episode, after Archie and Betty hit a little bit of a snag, she started fixing up Reggie's car, Bella, with him. And Archie is obviously very concerned about that because he likes Betty. We do know like Betty likes Archie, but there definitely seems to be a little something there. Reggie certainly has expressed interest as well. Meanwhile, Veronica, after school, runs an entire movie theater that... uh, She sleeps in. So that she sleeps in because she doesn't have a home anymore. Kevin, Sick
1: apartment, though.
0: You know, I would love to sleep if I could live in the AMC Empire 25 in
1: Times in Square. Times Square.
0: Ah, beautiful! Uh,
1: it's great. So many movies. So many bedbugs. <laughs> 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 so much popcorn.
0: Mm-hmm. Bad popcorn. I was there this weekend. That popcorn is bad.
1: Oh, come it's on. made by bedbugs. It's no, made by bed bugs. Yeah,
0: it's filled. It was very crunchy, but it was black and crawling around. Very gross. Mm. But I got it in a uh, ghost spider head, which is very cool. So the bugs were crawling out of that. And I was like, this reminds me of one of my favorite episodes of Riverdale this season. In any case... What was I saying? Kevin and Clay work at the movie theater with Veronica, and they are dating. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> so it is. It Ken is I cool. really need to know about Kevin and Clay, but they're a fun couple. And uh, Cheryl and Tony have been slowly building up their relationship and growing closer, so neat. And closer to each so other. Neat. The big thing that they realized the last episode is that they can have separate lives while still dating together. Obviously, all of this is couched in the repressive era of the 1950s, best exemplified by Alice Cooper, who is once again married to Hal Cooper. They work at the local TV station, and as we find out this episode, host a very unspooky Halloween night uh, spook show type thing. So there
1: you go. It's very funny that they're like, Halloween is bad. We're going to celebrate it in every other way possible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the big thing, to give you the overall plot of the episode, the setup, which I thought... This was definitely like a, we've got three trains running episode of Riverdale, but it started in the same place, which I thought was good in terms of Veronica wants to celebrate Halloween. She's very excited about it, but very quickly finds out that a couple of years in the past, Two uh, river vixens? Why am I blanking on that? Uh, river vixens yeah, that's and what two bulldogs are. were yep. killed in a car crash two boys and two girls, and it traumatized the whole town. So teens are not allowed outside after a certain hour. They're definitely not allowed to trick or treat. So. So it's an appropriate thing to make fun
2: of, and then just kind of have uh, that uh, fun dance and number. Was I, I do a
0: lot background. of
1: dance? I do a lot of tragedy dance. So, so I uh,
0: we could talk about this right off because I was definitely struck with that at a certain point of the episode. Veronica yeah, like, decides what? to set up a ghost show at the movie theater, which is basically they're going to show creepy movies. They're going to have a burlesque number. They do the Rocky Horror Picture Show that came out. 20 years after this point so i Tom love that I,
1: I love it. the window <laughs> doesn't matter um, i'm here for it i when they were doing that i was like are they and i was like yeah and it's great i, I it's great. seeing hell that are we saying that fang started the late 90s swing renaissance yeah,
0: that was i guess even worse because worse because squirrel nut zippers hell came out in 1996 right and this is that's what I'm doesn't matter. This was here's, time here's the does thing not about matter. this, and then we can get to the whole ghost show aspect of it. Like, time definitely doesn't matter at Riverdale. I've definitely felt over the course of the season when they fudge things a little bit in being like, eh, it's 50s, 60s, it's Americana. I've been willing to go with it, but there was something. Like, I could just feel a spring breaking in my brain when they did the <laughs> scroll Nut Zippers thing and the Rocky Horror Picture thing where I'm like, oh, you just – no, you just don't care. You just you don't, don't care. You don't care anymore. You're doing yeah. whatever is textually the most fun, and it's fun.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying because that, that, the larger point that I walked away from this episode is, uh, is about that. It's like a lot of shows get worse over time because of fidelity and dedication to, like, their original premise when the show itself wants it change like there are a ton of shows we could talk about where it's like why are they still doing this thing that the show doesn't even want anymore And Riverdale is the opposite of that. They move and change and do whatever is the most fun. And that's why this show keeps getting better as it goes on to the point where this episode was so romantic, so hot at different points, scary at points. Like I was I'm legit stressed about where we land at the end. It's Mm -hmm. well made from a directorial standpoint. Everything is operated on all cylinders because they keep getting better.
0: Definitely a lot of things that I want to respond to there, but just to finish up what I was saying about what Pete said about the ghost show. So Veronica decides to spook everybody. She's going to get Kevin, Clay, uh, Tony and Cheryl to pretend to be these teenagers and dance to the Rocky horror picture show. Here's, here's my thought about that. Is it in the real world? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is wrong. It is wrong. But I was trying to think about it from the perspective of a teenager Of course you're going to do that. Of course, as a teenager, that's the sort of thing that you're going to be like, this is scary. This is upsetting. How am I going to deal with this by making it into a spooky, ridiculous show? like That legitimately feels true to the teenage experience to me, honestly. Wow.
2: Uh, Walt said, as a forty-year-old man. I, I think it's one of those things <laughs> where uh, it,
0: it's that's it's, the equivalent of three teenagers.
2: Okay, great. Yeah, yeah there are three teenagers. We all have, have three, three teenagers Anyways, my point being that, like. <laughs> I, I would have loved to enjoyed the song and dance number but four people died it traumatized the whole town and you're up there singing and dancing uh like you're those people who came back to life and I was just like oh man I I couldn't enjoy it it was too it was too much of interesting it. and I was I was like almost
0: glad that Mrs. Cooper saw and was like yeah break this up <laughs> I mean, uh, this is a little off the well I'll, I'll throw something out at you too even though i was it, it specifically it struck me in the scene where veronica was selling tickets in school that was the scene while i was watching where i was like is this good is this bad what's is going somebody on gonna here? stop this is a parent gonna see what's yeah, happening but- and be like hey uh if if somebody but here, here's was related playing to playing those
2: with. people who died, saw this, might be
0: like, what the fuck? 100%. But you can't think about it that way. I do think you need to think about it from, again, the way that teens deal with stress and deal with horror or the way that horror movies deal with that. Like legitimately right. like watch any horror movie in the world, particularly a horror sequel – That's how these things happen. Like, you look at a Scream 2, they make a movie about the events of Scream. That makes total sense with the way things we deal with things in the world, or at least in the world of entertainment. But I want to throw this out. I I don't know if this is how things will happen, but maybe this will make you feel better, Pete. By the end of the episode, we do have a car crash where a number of characters have their lives on the balance, specifically Julian in the promo we see is in the hospital. Reggie's life is also in danger. We don't know exactly what's going on with him, but... There might be something that pops up in the next episode about sort of karmic retribution of they did this thing and now the same sort of thing happened again. So perhaps it's something that they will be wrestling with in terms of we can make fun of tragedy as much as we want. What happens when we're actually presented with it?
1: Well, and I think that plays into, like, a lot of these themes. We get a lot of, like, carpe diem uh, language from a couple different areas here, and it's very much like, let's just do something and not worry about the consequences. And it seems like the next episode, which is titled After the Fall, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's Halloween 12. It's all about, yeah, (laughs) it's all about consequences. You number your Halloweens, right? Always, yeah. How are you going to keep track
2: of them? How are you going to know what outfit you wore? Which one, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to And repeat. you save all the candy,
0: right?
1: <clears throat> no. Yeah. Te- he's going to eat all that. his candy. And when he retires, he's going to eat all <laughs> yeah. of the candy from 65 years of Halloween. So yeah, you know,
0: that's I mean. what a 401k is. It's 401 pieces of candy. <laughs> if we're lucky. If, if we're that lucky. lucky. What a, that's yeah. why you got to save up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought the storyline was great, though. I really enjoyed the whole Babylonian thing. It was so much fun, and I definitely enjoyed it because of the whole Shoney of it all. I really... Liked how they played yeah. out this storyline Like Pete said it is very Romantic throughout this episode actually Justin You said it was very romantic yeah, don't episode. put that Yeah don't put that I didn't oh, say very that
1: romantic. I a, the, the very romances. romantic It is not romance. I
2: What's great is I feel like Bughead's rising after this Episode that's That's crazy. that's
1: truly honestly you're starting to Sound crazy and like you've been Sounding crazy for a long time but now you're like Disconnected with reality did
0: somebody Tweet you Pete did somebody say hey Pete could you say Bughead is rising on the podcast Is that what nope. happened nope I just I've I just felt like after this
2: episode, Mm -hmm. uh, it felt like uh, uh, Betty and Jughead maybe are moving in the same direction. (laughs) I got to think that direction left.
1: Yeah, you seem to be really reading the clues. I look forward to my eventual murder and you solving it. Oh, um, my God. In the exact opposite way.
2: But (laughs) I'm going to find your killer and I will get a vengeance for your family. So don't you ever worry. And how are you
1: going
0: to find that killer, Pete? Is that looking
2: in the mirror
1: or how are you going to How dare you? (laughs) There he is. How dare you. Right there. (laughs) He has a family. (laughs) He's he's mirroring me. That's nice.
0: Uh, Yes. So just to get back to the showy of it all, I loved how this played out. I'm very surprised. And honestly, this whole season, as much as we're talking about, it's not being true to the timeline. They are trying to be very locked up in terms of how they treat the more serious issues, like repression against uh, LGBTQ plus members of the community. So I'd be very curious to check out, like, what would happen... When Cheryl and Tony kiss in front of a full audience of teenagers in a movie theater, what would happen during that day and age? Because my impression, and I might have my dates totally wrong, is they could probably be arrested, right, for doing something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what happened at the uh, earlier on in the season was a little bit more like the whole town like turns against them. Like, I think it it definitely it would have major consequences. But that's why I like. Again, I feel like I've been on this a long time, but I this season I, to me is about youth revolt, throwing off the shackles and repression of the previous generation. And we're running, barreling toward that idea. And we get between like uh, Shoni, sort of pu- putting themselves out there in front of all of the other teens. Uh, we've got uh, Midge and Fangs like having a uh-huh. secret pregnancy. They're going to reveal I uh, love
2: Midge uh, and f- Fangs. They're fun.
1: Beautiful. Uh, all of the other stuff. And then we get the connection that I was trying to make last episode. And then this episode puts it out there with Jughead doing research about the milkman murders and the story that uh, was written in the comic book was written by this guy named Ted Sullivan, who was yeah, about Ted. how, how the enemies at home, the wholesome conformity of America is what is keeping people down. So the milkman I think is taking that mantle and murdering people for it. while I think, our, the gang, our crew, is going to be throwing off that mantle of Alice, Evelyn ever and ever, even though she is a teen. She's clearly on the conservative side. We're It's been set up in this episode with Alice creeping on them, Evelyn creeping on them, that that's where we're headed, I think. Yeah, and I just agree. to
0: mention, Ted Sullivan is the name of an actual Riverdale writer. So there you go. Did, did he actually die? Yeah, he died. He oh, died. man, that's sad. There's a couple of pictures. And now they're on
1: celebrating the, him.
0: Yeah, he's been putting up a ton of pictures, actually, so, from so. the writer's strike for the picket line. But... I went over to the picket line because I wanted to talk to him, and they were like, Ted Sullivan, he's been dead for years. Oh, yeah.
1: whoa. Yeah. There's just that one. Tell him, sent you. <laughs> yep. That's the most famous ghost. That's I, the ghost you believe in, right, Pete? Yeah. The definitely. only one you believe in. <laughs>
2: but let me just jump off of uh, what you said about things kind of, uh, you know, let me go on my crazy rant, then I can uh, get out of my system here. Is I feel like with the milkman thing and Jughead working the case and now betty saw the milkman i feel like the milkman is going to be the kind of glue that brings those two finally together you know what i mean
1: now now when you become a conspiracy theorist because pete <laughs> you're obviously starting the bughead conspiracy theory
2: bughead revolution uh, that,
1: yeah it's uh, i'm just great to be here i look forward to the documentary <laughs> being in the documentary about the formation of the bughead cult leader or whatever it is you end up calling yourself
0: okay cool thanks I do think your theory about the milkman definitely makes a lot of sense. I'm curious to see how it connects to the greater town, potentially, you know, Uh, like how the milkman connects to Hal or Alice, like you were talking about. Like, There's still a lot of parts of this mystery that need to be spaced out. One thing I was thinking about after this episode, and I've been feeling this all season long, but like. They've done a good job of pacing out this mystery so far. We're a little over halfway through the season, and there are times like third season, which I love uh, the more that I think about it, but felt like a fever dream because every episode was plot. Every episode was like, I don't know how we're ever going to figure out this mystery because there are too many things going on at this point. So many things versus season one, which was like, Every episode was very focused on Jason Blossom's death that was holding over everything. Here we're getting this legitimate mystery that is building slowly over the course of 20 episodes. And it's very interesting. And it also adds, if we want to jump to the end to talk about it, with this big twist where Ethel murders the milkman. So where does that leave us? with this mystery yeah. going forward.
2: And does she have to then, if you murder the Milkman, do you have to then take on the mantle and start Santa doing Claus the- Santa Claus Yeah, 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 exactly. you got,
1: yeah It's the clause with Claus with an E. <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear uh, what we're talking about. Yeah, but we're yes, not
2: telling kids she's... to murder the actual Santa Claus. We don't want that to happen.
1: Yeah, but no, if you do, no, you get to like take his yeah, and that's and him. Yeah. Yeah. So, start by murdering an elf <laughs> and then <laughs> become an elf. And right. then work your way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what nuts. a bummer to be a teen and having to deliver all that milk in the
0: morning. Oof. That's Heavy. also a lot of milk. I know that uh, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but when Jughead freaks out towards the top of the episode, it's like, oh, my God, nobody drink milk. He does the whole silent green. Nobody I cares. cares. So nobody I even, no
2: one even bats no, an eye. They just turn so back funny. to him. Like,
0: what were we saying? Him running into the Riverdale High common room and seeing everybody with milk and slapping it out and tilted.
1: its Uh, So good.
0: So funny. And then him stocking like 15 boxes of milk, powdered milk.
1: I mean, there's a lot to talk about. First off, I think Jughead is finally waking up to the um, the milk uh, agenda, Big Ooh. Milk, and getting on board with what well, we've been talking about this whole time, because we all agree milk is bad. Nope. Uh, stocking up on powdered milk. And if you think the milkman's scary... Imagine the powdered milkman. That guy's <laughs> got to be a straight psychopath. Wait, That's different from powdered toast man, right? That's definitely different. Very different. No, powdered very toast weird. man, also strange, but powdered milkman, he kills everybody. There's no murder mystery. He just straight up kills. Do you guys know what that powdered milk is? Cocaine.
0: <laughs> wow. cocaine. The
1: cocaine man's coming to town. Oh, the cocaine man always rings twice. I also want to give
0: a shout out in this storyline to Shannon Purser as Ethel. She, oh my she God. as an actress, just gives her all in every single scene. Like there is never so a scene where she's on Riverdale where I don't feel for her in some way. Every from, time. Every time. It's so the good. The phone
2: call with the nun in the in the background, just kind of giving her
0: the evil eye. It's
2: so mm-hmm. stressful
0: it was sister woodhouse yeah. right like we see or yeah. at least that was a nun and then we see sister woodhouse show up later on over at riverdale high that was, was very stressful man. all of the things where she's talking to jughead and just dropping these little morsely crumbs of i like you you want to come in you want to hang yeah. out yeah. and him not getting at it, the way that she reacts just like yeah sure jughead it's so uh, sad it's really it good. gets me in the uh-huh. heart
1: Ugh. yeah and then uh yeah turns a corner and straight up kills Yeah.
0: Uh, So why don't we jump back and talk about the Betty Archie Reggie storyline? I love this as well. Uh, This was also very fun. And I'm sure you love the Barchie stuff, Justin, but I did want to call out first just Charles Melton and KJ Appa playing off of each other is so funny.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: The scene I mean, where I, in Archie's bedroom. Oh and my god! The yeah, and they kept drawing. Like, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so cute. Well, that's so the funny. thing is,
1: like, you really buy into their friendship. I feel like this plot was tricky to have, like, a classic love triangle, but have everyone sort of emerge good from that part of the story anyway, um, I thought was just great, like really cool uh, across the board, despite my uh, obvious rooting for one side Bias, of it. When, yeah. when they were getting their costumes on, I was like, are they going as Cyclops and Wolverine from- like, uh,
0: <laughs> 100%. I definitely thought like, Wolverine- <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Archie is Wolverine, like from like 25 years ago when he like had his adamantium ripped out and he just had bone claws. And then uh, same time, like he had Cyclops in the full leather. Also shouts to Mary Andrews, who can sew leather Mm -hmm. (laughs) to (laughs) put those costumes together. Sick work. Yeah. Uh,
0: But I agree with you. That was great. And I think it followed really nicely from their characters, too, where Archie this season Hasn't been the violent Archie we've known in the past. He's sort of always like kind of jumping. He's like, oh, geez, I don't want to do anything wrong. Like he's this very earnest, pure character. And this Reggie is one who everything that he does is motivated by the fact that he just needs to make through high school and get to college alive. Like that is the one thing he needs to do. And he obviously he likes Archie. He's interested in Betty. He thinks she's cute, but he knows that. His friendship with Archie is more important. Being able to live in Archie's house is more important than pursuing this romance with Then why did he get in the car then? He got in the car because they were going to physically threaten him.
1: Well, let's get there in a little bit, but let's take it back to the beginning. Reggie, cool it with Duck Creek. This guy talks about Duck Dude, Creek more hey, than anything.
2: If you're coming from a place and you think like you know this is a big city, it's a big move, so you're going to kind of bring up the things that you relate to and how different your experience is. I love the Duck Creek stories.
1: Re- the stories he just oh, says. Yeah. in Duck Creek, we don't have Halloween. In Duck Creek. He- every story is in Duck Creek. We didn't have that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love every. Like, say, I love story time with Reggie. The he Duck it's Creek.
1: sweet. They're a little sad. Yeah, they're a little like Hemingway poems. Yeah, Reggie, exactly. Reggie talks about Duck Creek more You're than like Dawson haiku. talked. More than Dawson talked about Dawson Creek, and that was his fucking Creek. So, like, <laughs> I think Reggie can take a break from Duck Creek. I love uh, Horny Betty. on <laughs> They do a whole set, Jesus. set piece with her.
2: She has turned up to 11.
1: I, I, It's great. It's so great. The way they they're shooting this and just making this romance, the looks they're giving each other. Everyone is just like full of hormones. It's very hot. It's very, it's great. It's so engaging while at the same time we get so much sweetness, so much earnestness, and they capture that feeling at the end. Once Reggie sort of uh, gets out of the way, leaves Archie and Betty alone where he they're, bows they're, they're, out like a gentleman. He, he was like, like listen,
2: it seems like you guys were holding hands there. I don't
1: want to yeah. step on it. So he It's crazy that they it could put have in cost there, him
2: he, his life, but whatever. Hey, Archie, I, I guess know. we'll see.
1: But I like that he literally says, "Like I've been pulling for Barchi Endgame just like Justin this whole time," which is crazy. What an a weird, very to specific line. But uh, yeah. yeah,
2: I didn't. It didn't say that on my TV. That's weird. That I, is weird.
1: Why sorry, not? can just I like call t- out?
0: Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: I just want to finish my sentence. The um, the way no. that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know I'm the one stopping a lot of other sentences from being finished sometimes, but uh, the way that their their romance keeps getting stopped, keeps getting interrupted. It felt so real to when You're a kid and you're like oh I feel it's happening oh nope I have to go do this other thing Or my parents here or the, my friend the friend Who's like the third wheel here is in the way so like, oh, Pete, I love Pete's, that.
0: Sorry Pete's about to chime In that their romance keeps getting stopped because Bughead endgame is that what you're gonna say Pete? No I was just gonna say is it it's
2: getting Stopped or is life being like you Guys are like more brother and sister It's not really you guys grew up together You're close friends it's it's gonna Be weird if you guys start making out I think I think that's what is the message here. Mm-hmm. That- definitely,
1: and I think if someone came in cold and watched this episode and had never seen any other episode of Riverdale, they would definitely point to Betty and Jughead being together. Characters who didn't interact once in this episode. You then damn Betty right. And Archie, characters that are clearly like <laughs> seconds away from madly hooking up to each with each other.
0: Well, so can I throw something out at you? This is like a little bit of a bigger galaxy brain view of looking at this thing, but something that I've been thinking about over the course of the season with Betty Archie in particular. And it was interesting to me that they kissed here. Back in college, my directing teacher told me something very specific that really stuck with me for a very long time when we were talking about musicals, which is that you have the character's kiss at the end of the musical, because particularly in old-timey musicals, that was the representer of everything. You have them kiss because you're waiting on that anticipation of the kiss the entire time. You can't get bigger than that in terms of the emotions. Musicals are all about bringing in emotions. And that ultimately, the kiss is the representer of everything that's going to happen after you leave the theater, that the kiss is the marriage, it's the sex, it's the having the baby, all of that stuff. So... I was surprised that they had them kiss here, but I do think structurally, and I've already been wrong about having them kiss once, but I do think what we almost got is the almost bigger kiss, which is them kissing in front of the doorstep, in front of Betty's doorstep. The, the way classic they, kiss. The way they framed up that shot, that goes back to the very first episode of Riverdale when Betty is standing on her doorstep, professing her feelings for Archie, and he doesn't know how to reciprocate them. He can't reciprocate them. It's yeah, because awesome. he doesn't want to. There. No, because it hasn't occurred to him at this point in this timeline. And he also has a lot of other stuff going on with Veronica and Mrs. Grundy and, you know, murders and stuff like that. So it's much more complicated. So I do wonder if that final musical kiss to bring everything home, at least in the 1950s, is going to be on the doorstep, because that was the thing that was interrupted. That's the thing we didn't get that would really bring it full circle in a certain way.
1: Well, and to your point, it's like, you know, Shakespearean plays always end; the comedies always end in a marriage. And Mm -hmm. like you're saying, that's the natural endpoint, and the kiss takes the place of that. And there is no more of a formal ritualistic kiss for these small town lovers than on the doorstep. That's Mm -hmm. the Norman Rockwell. I feel like that is what we're all aiming at here.
2: Not all of us.
1: Next (laughs) Everby. And also I do think we're gonna bring in a lot of
2: it seems like you're bringing a lot of personal baggage to that one kiss that was didn't happen and probably no, won't.
0: No, listen, I do not care either way. It is more like looking at, like, the whole story of Riverdale, is it something that they're going to try to tie together and bring together over the course of seven seasons? I feel pretty confident they're going to do that, at least in the last episode. But is that how much is that going to play out in the 1950s version? You know, like how much is that going to play out here? So it's pure speculation. Like, I don't know, but I don't necessarily have a dog in the race in terms of barty or Bughead. I just want the story to come to an end Me in too. a satisfying way.
2: Me too. That's nice except to want. For, it's nice to want things,
0: yeah. Except, except yeah. for what, Justin?
1: No, 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 no,
0: Oh. <laughs> we'll see what happens I did really like the seeds here I thought the scene in front of Fred's grave was ah, very sad and yeah. sweet and beautiful it was um, such
2: a cool moment of like hey where where is uh, Archie you know she's like where's the other person we're with or whatever she had kind of like a funny phrase and then it's like of course he's at you know if we're at a graveyard he's going to be at his father's, his father's grave so that was, was like such an awesome moment when she found him there you know
1: i agree and I, I like the way they put like reggie's conversation with her are sort of like um duck creek is mostly wolves <laughs> oh god i'm a wolf i really I'm thought they were gonna
0: kiss at that moment i'm kind of glad you didn't but uh that's all right what, what
1: what i liked about it though is up until this point in this episode we've got uh betty being like these both of these these men are attractive to me. Like, I don't know. I feel it, but she has like chemistry with everyone. Mm. And I, that's why I love when she comes down wearing her Goldilocks outfit and is like, I just need to try. I tried all three the beds. beds. I know. I was like, this is so good. Is so hot, so I was like, three. Is
0: Delton getting not out? That's what, yeah, what's Dilton, Well, that's the a three. fun. I almost letter. wanted
1: a line from Dilton where he was like, "Did you say three beds?" Yeah, yeah.
0: I wanted. <laughs> Didn't he, did he say something like that? He's definitely like he's interested and he's up for it. He is great in this episode. The part where he was like, "Yo, I'm
2: out of here. I'm dressed <laughs> like a pumpkin and they have bats." I was like, "Smart." <laughs> that dude's I know, gonna I live. Agree. He's gonna live like, to
0: see another day. It's but the, but the guys guys is this fun though. thing in the background too, where like they did it in the uh, the dance show episode as well. where are and really wanted to dance with Betty, and never got yeah. to do that. Yeah. I don't think. Um, so, Ooh, do you that's think that's runner. what they're holding out on? Do you think that maybe it's oh. going to be Dilton? Okay, yeah. Betty if you want ass. to cohesively talk about the story of the entire yeah. show, it's Dilton and Betty. That's where. Right. Yeah, yeah. Dilton uh, B- and the End Game. game. Bilton. <laughs> Bilton. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i do i don't know the more they put in dilton here i he's great at being the butt of a joke I want him to have a happy ending too like he's been built up as so much more of a character than he was in any previous season i'm I'm really enjoying him
1: yeah, yeah i agree and and i think he sort of feels like an eighties movie like teen movie character where he's like I'm getting out of here. These guys are smashing pumpkin heads. And I was like, yeah, of course. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really good. But anyway, back on. So Reggie sort of blows his shot because he has chemistry with Betty, but they don't have the connection. And then Betty walks up to Archie. There's like so much depth and reality there. And I fact, I like that they're at Fred's grave and Archie's like, no, I'm fine. This is just uh, something I wanted to do while I was here. And then you just feel it. You feel it doesn't have a. It's not. It's a light moment rather than a heavy moment. And right. Almost I, like Fred I love- is there watching, that giving them the nod.
2: Yeah, well, that's why Blessing. I was just going to say the the little nod that Archie does uh, before he walks away it was really nice. I like
0: that. And then we get another great scene later on when they go over to the murder house. Is that where they yep. end up kissing? Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: The mur- murder house is the new sex bunker. Yikes. Yeah. Sure.
0: Uh, and they get some 11 up Or try to get some yeah, 11 up uh, Which is very fun um, But that whole scene like, Wait, we can helped. I just Quick question yeah, Quick question
2: ahead. If you guys were visiting A murder house Would you then be cool If someone was like Hey, I'm gonna raid their fridge I, I feel like that's off limits I feel like you can't You can't go in somebody else's Murder house well, fridge And then get some Pops or
0: whatever is in there I, I have a better question Is it 11 up or 2 up? Because I couldn't tell
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think if you're in a murder house, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff that's been like candy out on the counter is on total. That's totally fair game.
0: What? Mm-hmm.
1: Right? You like a loose, eat loose, or touch peanuts. anything in a murder house. Well, what because it's evidence. If they were killed by some sort of candy, like again, like how I'll be murdered and you. Because you're,
0: <laughs> you're in a murder house. Somehow, Justin was crushed to death under 410 pieces of candy. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> weird. Doesn't seem like right enough. Somebody's 401K okay. went to waste.
1: <laughs> <laughs> again, all signs really pointing to the only one of us who is obsessed with candy, Pete. I mean, maybe you freeze stuff in the freezer. You can definitely eat that. Yeah. Well, e-
0: that's gonna melt, man. Right.
1: It's they gonna turn be off. Ruined. If
0: they, if they can't pay their electric bill. That ice cream's gonna melt. You got to eat that ice cream.
1: Yeah, you can't. Once someone's murdered, you can't unless they write it in their will. Return my groceries to the store for a refund. That's which, where
0: the uh, old wives' uh, tale saying thing comes from, right? Do eat a dead man's ice cream.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do, wow.
0: Yeah, it's one of the rare old wives' tales that prescribes positive results out of something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> All I was going to say about Betty and Archie in that scene, though, is I I love to get like the earnest teenness of their first kiss. That phrase. Somebody hit me up on Tumblr about this. They're like, this sounded stupid when Archie said, "I feel like I know you, know you my whole life," and of course he has. They've lived across the street from each other, not across like across the way from each other their whole lives. Um, so of course he does. But that felt very authentic teen to me. Like that is 100% the saying that you say at that moment, the whole thing about them saying they're scared because they know this is going to take the relationship to the next level. Really, really sweet. I thought it was a really sweet, wonderful scene. And I like the fact on the horror movie level that it was interrupted by the killer milkman showing up as well. I thought that was cool.
1: Me too. I thought it was great. It was scary. All of the sort of end of episode horror stuff I thought was handled super well. Um, Especially like Reggie after leaving, after bowing out of the uh, competition, uh, the the gentleman's competition, he like when the car picks him up and he I I agree he's a little scared, but he's not bullies him
0: into
2: going.
1: Yeah, but and I we should
0: mention think- they're dressed like the gang from Karate Kid, right? In the
1: skeleton yep. costumes. yeah. <laughs> yep. And were scary. That. that Those were scary. It's a
2: 50s reference. I don't know if you get it. It's an old movie. It's called Karate Kid. It's uh, <laughs> from the 1950s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Starring I mean, James Dean was yeah. the Karate Kid. Right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that people definitely knew a lot about karate in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way that... Uh, the way that he's sort of picked up there, and I think he gets in more because he's like, what do I have to lose? I just – my my best friend and the girl it just who's interested in me.
2: really against everything he's built so far. He's, he's been so careful and been making smart decisions the whole time. So it was just sad to see him – Fall for that, or get all he had to do is be like you, knuckleheads. Have fun, man. I gotta. I'm gonna keep walking home. I think
0: he. I think he felt the physical threat of it. Like Julian is. On he could have edge. taken everyone in that car. No, no, absolutely not. Julian is on edge that entire time. He's threatened him physically before. That could have gone horribly wrong for him. I think he felt the pressure there. I also think there's an argument to be made that he's feeling the sadness of like he struck out with Betty. Like he did the right thing there, but he's also like, I'm bummed out. Sure, I'll do this destructive thing because I feel sad about it, which again. Agree.
1: I think it's more the latter, so I'm a little different than you. But when he got in that car, I was legit like feeling that panic of when characters make the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard to elicit, I feel like. And that was great. And the tragic, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Reggie. I, I don't think he'll die. But I do think whatever comes of it, the tragedy of him leaving the Betty Archie situation to get in the car to then have whatever happens to him happen was... Really well done and like upsetting. Genuinely I, upsetting.
2: I mean, when they ended the episode, I was like so kind of like scared for what was happening for these characters. I was like eject. Come on, let's go back to present day. Shit is getting too crazy here. I don't, I don't want to be in the fifties anymore.
0: Well, you're gonna get that in the final episode, I believe, Pete. But I will throw out it's the too long. Of- as a theory, I think, I think Reggie's probably going to get hurt enough that he can't play basketball anymore, or at least probably isn't going to get a scholarship. And then what does that mean for him? What does that mean for him in terms of being in Riverdale, living with Archie, all of these things? What path does that send him down? I think it's a very sad path, but it's an interesting, dramatic path for Charles Melton to play.
1: If they well, and maybe, maybe that'll put him sort of on a collision course with Veronica. Mm -hmm. Uh, who seems like she, to talk about her a little bit, you know, she's sort of the the queen of, of the entertainment of Riverdale, but is like feeling very lonely. Yeah. And upset And Great. I think she she needs someone in her life Not necessarily romantic But she needs someone in her life
2: Family, it seems like From the way she was kind of crying Holding her family's picture But I uh, just to come, That's a well, clue, Pete You really you solved go, that one To go back to uh, Veronica's story From the beginning um, We're talking about I, Veronica
0: It's not so much go back as <laughs> Well, I'd like to
2: go back To go the president. beginning of the episode it's Oh, like, I good. see what you're saying Jesus okay. H. Christ uh, <laughs> Her kind of like being naked at school, or the one person who's dressed up for Halloween, uh, <laughs> naked. It was, was it like, me that, no, but I mean, it's kind of uh, reminiscent I see. The of reaction. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like everyone is looking. Look, everybody's looking at you. You're like, oh god, you know what I mean? Where it's like uh, that uh, kind of thing you see in movies and television, where somebody shows up to school naked or where, because everybody's staring and talking about them. Uh, I was really impressed <laughs> with the that old how trip. she. Yeah, that old trope. I was really impressed with how they handled uh, – how she handled that, owning the fact of like, yeah, that's right. I love Halloween, and we're going to turn it up to 11. Yeah. She uh, pushed
1: it. Yeah. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. LePage, pizza uh, naked at school again. Can <laughs> yeah. you come bring him some <laughs> Oh, that old trope? Bring him troll? the barrel.
2: Just bring him his barrel. He forgot his little barrel with the <laughs> shoulder straps. It's yeah. a 1950s And home. Bring him oh, yeah. that yeah, exactly. other barrel
0: that's full of whiskey, which he uses when he rescues people in the mountains. Yeah, because apparently I'm also a dog. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I like, explain the nudity. I just you to have said.
1: a Saint Bernard energy to you. right yeah. Okay. Great. Love a lot of
0: dogs not wearing clothes.
1: So, uh, but I agree. I liked Veronica in this episode. Uh, going like just putting herself out there. She like is the ringleader. She turns the Babylonium into the movie Babylon. The beginning of the movie mm-hmm. Babylon, which I 100%. thought was like. Real strong, easy connection there. Uh, who are all these teens with all these costume budget uh, that they can just yeah, come geez. and dance uh, very intensely? I did.
0: That, that was the point that kind of raised by uh, something that we haven't, I think, talked about since season one is – How many teenagers are there actually in the town of Riverdale? Because we used to talk about it because there were like three all-night dance clubs open just for teenagers in the environs of Riverdale. Here we get the packed Blabolonia. We get packed trick-or-treating all over the town. And then we also have another party. Well, we have the Pep Comics Party as well that they go to, uh, which, mind you, is not teenagers. But there's a lot of people who live in Riverdale at this point. That's all. Yeah. That's my whole point. Um, to get back to the Veronica of it all, let's go back to Veronica for a second. The <laughs> um, she played Camila Mendes played this really well with the emotional moments, particularly in private. She's been taking this very purposefully arch Hollywood tone, like the scene where Kevin and Clay confront her about living in the Babylonian. Oh yeah. Where she's she calls to the Hardy boys. That was yeah, fun. She speaks very highly, but you can sense the sadness that's under that. And that scene yeah. where she's just hugging her family picture, which you've referenced before at the end, also just really sad. So I do but, hope something good is coming her way.
2: But I also really like the range of her because when she's doing that performance, you know, like after everybody comes out as the dead people, which wasn't done in good taste. But the the her part of that song was really great and she really owned it. So she really had some highs and lows in this episode. And I feel like she really nailed all of them. It was it was impressive range for her in this episode.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, Just one quick thing I wanted to mention about Rocky Horror Picture Show and using that, I think the idea there behind the anachronism is that is a musical that is all about pushing back against repression. And it is something that has meant so much to the queer community. So using that there specifically for Cheryl in particular, but Shoni and Clavin, uh, I thought was Clavin. really nice. A lot of those lyrics translated very nicely over the journeys they've been going on over the course of the season. So I thought that was very cool. You mentioned earlier, Justin, I wanted to give a shout out to Ronald Paul Richard, who directed this episode. You mentioned how well mm. it was shot. He yeah. is sort of the house director this season. I think he was an assistant director, if I remember correctly, and moved up. I might have gotten that detail wrong. But this episode in particular was such a good showpiece for him. Like There were these... yeah. Really? Showpiece,
1: you mean? Showpiece. Yeah, I, I, I agreed it was well-paced, but I, you meant oh, like showpiece. Uh, showpiece, yeah. yes.
0: Well, specifically, there was something at the beginning that I'm totally forgetting that was a really nice transition, but it stuck with me. There's a transition in the locker room where Archie is yeah. talking to Reggie, I think. He closes his locker, and it cuts immediately to Veronica opening her locker in the same place. Very nice, very cool. And then also the way the camera followed Jughead sort of rocked back and forth when he was smashing through the door. That was a very cool yeah. camera Yeah, technique. that was, oh. yeah. Um, so lots of little things like that. And then beyond that, just overall, the way it was shot, it, it the show has been very dark in the past, so dark that you can't see it. Here, I thought they shot darkness like the cemetery scenes and other things really, really well.
2: Yeah, except for the, when he broke into the uh room where it was pretty dark but that was on purpose
1: but i think on purpose yeah like where there's good use of some horror elements where you're not really seeing everything the camera like your eye is only catching a little bit and then moving away like you could barely see the milkman watching betty and archie yeah and then that that but because it was such a flit we as the viewers like what was that real or was she imagining and then you see the milk on the counter you're like. Because at first I was like,
2: oh, she she thinks this is a horrible kiss and wants it to stop. So
1: that's why she was like, oh, my God. You could definitely read that on her face. Yeah, exactly. Yucky. I don't like this Archie Uh, kiss. I agree. I agree.
0: Uh, one last thing that I wrote down that I wanted to mention after the first commercial break, this was right after the scene where Jughead was going nuts in the Riverdale High Common room and being like, it's milk, it's milk. There's a killer milkman in town. So don't drink milk. It cut to, I'm milk, not joking mil- about this. No, a milk commercial. I'm not joking about this. It cut to, this episode of the Riverdale on the CW is sponsored by Lactaid. And then it had a Lactaid commercial. <laughs> which. Hilarious. Has to be purposeful. Like they have to have reached out to Lactane to be like, this is the this is the content of the episode. Will you sponsor that? Because that's insane. I I laughed so loud at that. Wild. What other notes do you want to call about about the episode, if anything? (sighs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, lots uh, Just from like little bits and pieces Loved uh, Drax Back The song that Veronica enters to At the top uh, of the yeah, show Just great yeah. music throughout as usual I love seeing the whole gang together I feel like we've seen them mostly in bits and pieces And at the beginning here when they talk about how uh, Halloween doesn't work in Riverdale I, I really like that The midge um, and Cheryl
2: scene was really nice I like that one
1: Yeah, yeah I like their I, connection I, I uh,
0: I really like that as well. I was also a little bummed because I think that means the end of the bit where Cheryl is always mean to Midge and Midge just pouts about it, which was very funny over the course of the season. But ultimately, in terms of an emotional connection, I think that's good. Oh, we also, we haven't mentioned Evelyn Evernever is spying on Shoni when that they're pops. in Pops, when they're holding hands. She has previously expressed to Cheryl that she doesn't want women loving women to be anywhere near her. So this... This spells I think bad things for Shona going forward.
1: Well, and th- mm. on top of that we get Alice doing the same thing. She creeps into the Babylonium, sees what's happening, <laughs> she Looking like
0: a crazy person. Well, well she what was I wrote down as like for the, you know yeah. She no, looks that's like how she a bob
1: looks now. No, stop. She looks yeah. like
0: a cartoon that got blown up by a Bob.
1: Yeah. That's what her exactly. Is. No, she, it, I feel like she finally looks hot, like how she acts. <laughs> She's like, come on, I'm dude. on the edge. <laughs> and on. She, when she comes out and cuts off the Barchi kiss, looking like that out of context, it just is so funny because we're setting up this Rockwell, Norman Rockwell moment of the Barchi kiss, and then she walks out like a nightmare. And Is like, ah, hey, what? <laughs> Uh, I thought it was great. Speaking of on get
2: on edge. Uh Uncle Frank was really uh at that beginning uh speech as the coach was like, "Alright, listen. His don't transformation,
1: his transformation into a Ken is almost complete. <laughs> it's he happening. Fully plastic, shiny skin in that scene. Hey, don't do Halloween stuff, you yeah. mooks." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "What is this? Uh he's very almost there. He's almost Kenned up." I uh
2: I liked uh Fang's song. It was uh, I thought that was done well.
1: Squirrel that zippers, hell yeah, yeah. I want to know who do you think is tracking Alice and Hal's ratings because Alice talks a lot about her the ratings for her uh, <laughs> Riverdale Halloween horror show again. What is Nielsen-
0: as we were just talking about in terms of the Riverdale population, there are clearly several million people that are living in Riverdale currently, so they're probably doing great, they're probably the highest yeah. rated program in the entire country.
1: 100%. Um, I also liked how Julian's like, all right, let's do something crazy on Halloween. Where should we meet? Uh, how about the one place where they'll find us? The parking lot at the high school? <laughs> like, <laughs> flawless logic. And then a huge moment when Jughead goes to the uh, pep comics party. He meets Bernie. Is Bernie Jughead's Jughead? How deep does the Jughead go?
0: Oh, man. I don't know. Oh, uh, there was another historical note that I wanted to bring up, not to swerve away from that. But uh, I was interested in this, so I looked this up. There's a good explainer on Gizmodo, I think. But ghost shows Mm. are a real thing. And in fact... They go back to the 1920s. Originally, they were just like performance based. There was not necessarily a movie portion of it, but exactly the way that Veronica lays it out, where it's supposed to be like, we're raising the spirits of the dead. They have a bunch of performances and dances, and then at midnight, they do it. And the whole idea was to spook and delight teenagers and get them to come out to a theater and get like an extra showing in there. Uh, And then eventually, it developed into a very much like midnight movie type thing. So, again, like a nice. Nice little historical reference. I had never heard of that, but uh, clearly a true thing that happened.
1: Yeah. And just one final thought. Like, I really like that where the way everything's positioned. Everyone is, I feel like the table is set. We have all this like bad shit happening, but all of the forces are sort of marshaled against each other. With Alice on one side, with Veronica sort of headed for a confrontation. Evelyn versus Cheryl and Tony and Midge and Fangs. Like, that's all great.
2: I, I disagree. It's all in, in, in a scary place and it makes me want to go back to present day because the 50s is getting too crazy.
1: But okay. that's what I'm talking about. It's scary. It's, it's headed for a confrontation. But that's what that's what we want, that we want a big, dramatic show. And it's been very, a very well constructed season.
0: I agree. And Peter just got to stay patient because we have at least another seven to eight episodes of the 1950s. Come on. We're also going to have a break. Uh, Between this week and next week, they're going to be taking a brief hiatus. Oh, no. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll figure out something to do in the middle. Maybe we should do a mailbag episode. We should just drink a lot of milk. That's a
2: great idea. We should drink a lot of milk and hang out.
0: Yeah, we'll just do a podcast about what Tasting Milk is like. When we talk about our MVPs of the episode, Pete, who is your MVP for this episode?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, I've been going back and forth, wrestling with myself and whether to go with Dilton or Veronica, but I got to go with Veronica uh, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. because um, uh, I was really impressed uh, with the way she handled everything other than the uh, kind of the four people who
1: died uh, a bit (laughs) just that major thing that she did yeah Uh, i gotta give it up as always from episode when one betty all day air day like she's (laughs) i love seeing her in this she's putting herself out there the cutaway to her the sparks flying behind her when she's looking at reggie and fantasizing about reggie and archie i love that I uh, can't wait to see more. And the only other thing I would say is the Reggie-Archie relationship was also... We I mean, gave it up for that whole trio.
0: Well, I was going to give a shout-out to Reggie in this episode. I think Charles Melton did a great job. I love this new take on Reggie. I, he's very earnest. I really feel for him at a lot of points. Um, and if that was taken from the trio, I'll throw on Ethel as the, my additional one. Oh. Well, just because...
1: Love I thought for shoot. sure you were going to say Cheryl And then I was going to say, can we just pre-record these So we don't have to, because it's all the same
0: always. I specifically didn't say Cheryl Because I knew you guys were going to know it if I said Cheryl But, yeah, uh, whatever We're all predictable at this point If you would Aww. like to support this podcast And all the podcasts we do, patreon.com Slash comic book club Also we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7pm To Facebook and YouTube Come hang out, we would love to chat with you about Riverdale Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice To subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Riverdale Dark on Twitter, Riverdale After on Instagram, Riverdale After Dark on Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more.
1: Until next time, we'll see you after dark. Built in is my bughead. Think about that.
2: I'm just going to enjoy this 47 up.